Greetings. If you're privileged enough to be viewing this film, that means you're about to become privy to an undertaking that has the potential to reshape the world as we know it. I present the Temporal Transporter. Eagle, this is Houston. We still have no response from you. We presume the worst. Patching through President Nixon, now. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. And though the Soviets have accomplished putting the first man on the moon, know that for us Americans who dared send two of our sons into the unknown, sons who lay down their lives for our most noble goal, we will not give up. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on YouTube, live 6 p.m. Eastern. If you don't like looking at our pretty faces, then don't forget that you can always go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and check out our podcast over there. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. As always, I got AJ from PSVR Underground with me and a special guest today, Ben and Huge from the Wanderer team. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being Hi. here. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Yep. Not too bad, you know? The not, countdown has begun. <laughs> not stressed at all, right? Not stressed at all about uh, the game coming out in hours? Right. Yeah, we've, we've had heaps of sleep the last few weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you again very much for being here. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, got, we got some great tips in the chat. Uh, thank you guys so much for, uh, for, for supporting the channel. We really, really appreciate that. Don't forget, guys, uh, join our Discord. Uh, links for, in the description below. Uh, that's where you can get all sorts of uh, you know bonus information about the games we're talking about. That's where you can uh, ask questions, wander a team. But you know what? If you're already here watching the show, just leave your questions in the chat, and hopefully we'll see them and be able to answer them. Uh, guys, I, I think we need to start way back at the beginning, right? Way back at the beginning of Wanderer. When did all this start? How did all this start? Like, what, what was, what, how did, how did yeah. M Theory and Odd Boy come together? Like, we need to know the, the genesis of all of this. Well, you want all of that. <laughs> that goes way back, I guess. So, I mean, if, if we go back to how I even met you and, and Sam and, and Tom and whatnot, um, 
I I applied for a job to work with for for Sam and you yeah oh, for yeah, a, a decade ago yeah almost a, almost a decade yeah. ago quite quite long ago yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah uh, Ben came on board he was one of our um well, he was our art director for a, uh, quite a while um and then obviously he wanted to pursue his passion in gaming um and so decided that it'd be a great idea to start a, a little games company uh, him and tom which is another director um and yeah and then so we we literally me and tom moved into his parents garage and um we made some we made a game a little mobile game called drunk which was all of it's like a parody south park style kind of game that came out in t- uh 2016 prior to the u.s elections there yeah and um it did like pretty well for a little game made in the garage um <laughs> and so we we started thinking about you know what should we work on next and um when i was working with sam and Hughes, they this you guys was, yeah you were the original backers of the yeah we were one of the original backers of the oculus uh back when it was kickstarted yeah so we were very interested in tech we've always kind of been interested in, in tech you know um our, our sister company which does kind of client work um always you know looking uh to what new technology is coming out what you know how we can use it and we saw the oculus being kickstarted and we thought wow it's going to be cool mm-hmm. so um you know we we jumped on board with that we got the first one in cracked it open chucked it on um, and the very first impression was, holy moly, this is going to change. This is going to change gaming. It's going to change, you know, everything really. So yeah. we were fully invested right back that, at the start. I mean, that was, I don't know how, that must have been like 2013, 2014, maybe. Like, yeah, well, ago. so going back. Um, and so, yeah, like we, back in, the, in those days, we did lots of VR experimentation and like just playing the games that were coming out back then yeah yeah and um we, we were trying to sell a lot of stuff into clients actually yeah, yeah. use this tech and they're like mm, i'm not sure about this whole vr thing <laughs> yeah um but we also really wanted to make something cool and you know we wanted to make a game um you know and then restart yeah and then i think to me and tom and sam and huge we sat down one day and started talking about like a the, the concept of experiencing history in VR, and we started talking about like this history museum that you could like jump into paintings and stuff. It was real whack, I guess. And we we're like talking about that concept, and we kind of like that. And so um, we worked on a few pitches for some local stuff to get some funding, and then yeah, uh, managed to get enough funding to build a prototype. And as soon as we started building a prototype. Um, we actually discovered, you know, once you start getting into the VR mechanics of game feel and stuff, a lot of the concepts in your head, you're like, no, they, they don't work. Yeah. Um, and so, like, one of the prototypes we kind of, I can't remember if we, I think we just, we didn't fully prototype it. We had, like, we designed, like, these um, Monsters, Inc.-style doors on the massive conveyor belt. Yeah. And, like, you had this, like, weird, like, floating, like, flying thing with these throttles and you would fly through these different doors into different time areas. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was, there's a lot crazy. of concepting, a lot of yeah. kind of, you know, messing around with things. This is even before, you know, this is a, we were pitching this thing out. So, yeah. you know, we, we'd also done a lot of client work as well. So, um, you know, they'd ask for certain things or we'd pitch on certain things and, uh, you know, we'd work on those and it was a really good way to sort of cut our teeth on, on, 
the technology, on what makes a good experience, what makes people sick, um, you know, all of these sort of things. And um, at the same time, playing a lot of the content that was coming out, so a lot of inspiration from, you know, what was being released. So, um, yeah, but as, as Ben sa- was saying, we, we concepted a lot. We had um, a lot of different ideas, and then we finally got kind of this um, New Zealand well, on Air funding, which was just a yeah. small amount that enabled us to kind of refine that pitch enough. I don't know New Zealand Film Commission, just in case they want oh, yeah, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that allowed us to build our first fully-fledged prototype, which we actually took to a few shows overseas. And that was still a little bit different than the game is now. Uh, The game feel was similar, like what you were doing and how the game kind of unfolds around you and and how you interact with stuff. But the time travel was different. So in that one, uh, I don't know if you've seen a movie called... uh, What's the movie... Oh, God, I'm trying to think of it now. Uh, really good Back trailer. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it'll come back to us. Anyway, the trailer, this chick, she grabs this little pin, she touches it, and she's, like, instantly in another world. And then she lets it go, and then she's, like, she's back where she was. It's going to bug me. Um, anyway, we watched that, and we thought, man, that's an awesome way to, like, transition to another place in time of the world or whatever. So we started working on that. And the first prototype we built was actually exactly that. So you grabbed an item and you were instantly there. Yeah. And there was a lot of technical limitations to that. Though. Yeah. Um, like it would work brilliantly on a very high-end machine because you could case that level and have it there ready for you as soon as you touch that item. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot. Yeah. And there was also a lot of UX issues with that as well. Like... As soon as you let it go, you're back where you Is were. It? And so, like, we actually found, like, lots of people would just end up dropping it and then be like, oh, God, so it was better to do what we've done now. So the action of time travel is very deliberate. It's very, like, concrete. And then when you want to go back, you know, you go back. And so yeah. it's a, the action of it isn't hinged on the trivial kind of action of just grabbing something. Um, it's a bit more deliberate, so we also and it came with playtesting. Yeah, we also out. found out that you just didn't have both hands, so you're holding an item, and then you, tra- you traveled there, yeah. and you only had one hand to deal with. So we, we yeah. concepted ways to alleviate that, but you know, in the end, we came up with a bit of a different mechanic overall. Yeah, yeah. Every everybody so in the chat. Well, oh, sorry. Everybody in the chat seems to be in agreement that the movie you're talking about was called Tomorrowland. <laughs> you yes, can now you can now sleep at night. You don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah. anymore. Like that. Um, Trust me, I won't be sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, that doesn't sound. But weird. yeah, interestingly enough, we we took that prototype to PAX in two thousand and start of two thousand and nineteen. I think. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was a we probably had like I don't know maybe a hundred or so people through that demo. Um, which was very, very different to what the game is now. But, um, yeah, I'd be interested to see if there's many people out there that are playing that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so it's come a long way. You've had a lot of ideas throughout the, the course of this. Like, it's gone through a lot of iterations. Um, how, how long would you say that the current vision of Wander has been in development for? Yeah. So um, I think we look, we went to PAX didn't we, in early 2019, yeah, uh, and then pretty much straight up, well, a few months after that, we secured funding, and then um, 
just went full bore from there. So that and that was with our current vision, really, uh, with the funding we needed to make it happen and deliver the game we wanted to make. So that's almost three years, I guess. Yeah, round, yeah. roundabout, I'd say. And your side, the size of the team started with how many people and ended up now with how many? <laughs> wow, we started with uh, was it four to six of us? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was about there was about six of us initially, mm-hmm. um, and then we ramped up. And I think uh, at the peak we were just over twenty, but that included some externals as well. Yeah, um, and we kind of maintained that throughout a good chunk of the development. Uh, phase and then we kind of uh, as, as people's contracts would finish we would just you know it would it, uh, dwindle down and we have sort of backed about up 14 alright at the moment yep. yeah so about 8 ish um, and yeah so that's that's kind of uh, how our team's grown and uh, fluctuated over, over the course of the project nice there, there, at, least, at least one person in the chat and sorry who I, I missed who this was um, was asking about like why why has the game been so low profile this whole time and uh, and does that answer the question because the team is so small? Yeah, yeah I, it's a mixture of things. I guess is our first. I mean, we've done mobile games and stuff in the past. Lots like you were saying before, we've done lots of client work and stuff. But this is our first foray into what all of us would consider like our dream kind of project. Like you know, a fully fledged game that. It's not just a tech demo. It's not just a like um, little arcade shooter or whatever. It's it's a vision that we've tried to stick to from the beginning. And I guess um, yeah, I think at the beginning of the project also we were probably a little. Uh, it's it's totally ambitious. So we, we didn't really want to go out there and, and shout from the rooftops, "Hey, this is what we're going to do," and <laughs> you know, expect this great thing. We just wanted to kind of play it safe see what we could achieve and then when we thought we were comfortable enough to start talking about it then we thought okay well now's a good time to release a trailer let's get the ball rolling let's see how people react the first clip i saw was actually a post you guys did i think a year or two on like reddit and it was just of the moon and that was the first i heard about the game and you know we're we're accustomed with with indie vr games indie vr developers we're accustomed to games being a little bit smaller. And so, you know, naturally my first thought was, um, you know, I wonder how much more there there is this. There's quite a bit more uh, <laughs> than than, uh, than that little clip you guys tease, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit. The, <laughs> it's a it was a constant battle of scope creep and division. Like, there was there's stuff that we've left on the cutting room floor for sure. But I've, I'm pretty stoked with the level of the amount we've managed. So without getting too much spoilers and stuff, when we wrote the game story and did the game flow, there was a natural way things kind of fitted together. And it was very, very difficult. We shrunk it once. Yeah. And it was very, very difficult to shrink it further and keep the story arcs kind of together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also the fact that there was enough stuff in these places that you went to to make it interesting. We didn't just want you to go there and be like, oh, okay, well, that's that's it now. I don't get to do anything else in this area. So, you know, when you put everything together and you fill it with content, it does end up becoming a, a pretty 
a pre- pretty decent amount of gameplay, I think, by the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, the, the team is super duper small. And, uh, and, and obviously, you know, the, the review embargo doesn't lift till tomorrow. So anyone who's looking for like an official review, uh, just, you know, stay tuned tomorrow. We'll, we'll certainly have that taken care of for you. Um, so we don't want to get into like that territory too much. Uh, but we do have to say, um, you know, one, one of the things that I'd been saying about Wanderer forever before playing, it was looking at all these trailers going, uh, that, that's some nice PC footage. Like, when are we going to see PlayStation footage? And, uh, and, and I, and I will say that I was pleasantly surprised that I felt like I was playing the trailers. Um, how, how does, how does this happen? <laughs> like, it's kind of, kind of miraculous. We won't give them all away, but, um, we, yeah. Also all the trailers have pretty much been gameplay footage. So that's the first thing I think that was a deliberate decision, um, to keep things true to the game. Again, we, we didn't want to. Show stuff that didn't, you know, really relate to what the game feels like to play. Um, and then the second thing is, um, we have used some techniques that I don't know if many PSVR games have used. It's quite new tech, and maybe in the last twelve months, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we've really been able to push at least the PlayStation Pro version. Uh, the enhanced version to the absolute limit of fidelity on PlayStation and, uh, and the base version. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the base version does have resolution downgrade comparative to the pro version. Yeah, but um, yeah, so but yeah, in terms of the pro version, um, yeah, like what you see in the in the PC trailers and what well, the trailers um, is very 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 close to <coughs> the PC version. That's great. Are there any other platforms announced yet? Or will there be other platforms announced? Um, not yet. Um, <laughs> so just what's public, which is uh, Oculus Rift or the PC, uh, and then Steam VR. Uh, I think it's coming to. Um, correct, I correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it might be purchasable on like Humble Bundle and a few other smaller stores as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You said a lot of things that weren't PlayStation VR 2, but all I heard you say was PlayStation VR 2. <laughs> I comment on that one, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are very excited about PSVR 2. I can't say that much. I think the, the specs that have all been released, which you guys will all know now, um, are, are very, very um, promising from the looks of it. And um, I think uh, it's an awesome future ahead for, for PlayStation VR think wander would make a great fit for it just saying yeah so, so do we <laughs> uh guys throughout the course of the show people uh people tip us and uh so that they can have their voice heard and uh, i'm just going to get a few of those voices heard right now to get us caught up a little bit salvador with the five dollar tip says sup game cats wanderer definitely a game i'm hyped for can't wait to find out more see y'all later on zenith too uh guys just because because Salvador brought it up, uh, when Zenith announced their release date, did that make anyone over there nervous and go, "Hey, that's our day"? <laughs> what are you doing? That's get away from our day. No, not really. I think you know, VR such a small niche market. We just need more great games. So you know, the the more the merrier, as far as I can 
as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They're entirely different types of games too. For sure. So, totally. you know, for those yeah. that aren't into multiplayer, you know, there's a lot of PlayStation is notorious for having a lot of single player story driven adventures and uh so yeah, the more the merrier like you said. Yeah. 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 I think we when we first saw it, we were like because it was we didn't it was not that long ago that we found that out. We're like, oh gosh, okay. But um <laughs> I mean Ideally, we wouldn't launch on the same day, but it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Looper, the Underground Game Cat with the two euros, says, is this Friday a good day for the Top 25 debate? Stay tuned, Looper. We'll definitely have more news on the next Top 25 soon enough. Uh, Nid Auger, the Game Cat with the do- uh, one euro tip. Didn't say anything, but thank you very much. Wally Saeed Faridi with the Canadian $5 tip says, I want to thank Ben and Huge for and their team for creating this unique art of a game. I will be buying this uh, this weekend for PSVR. You guys are awesome. Very nice comment, Wally. And let's see, am I caught up? Uh, Not yet. Genetic Blasphemy, the reverse engineered game cat with the $5 tip. Says, congrats on what's obviously a beautiful looking game. Did you wait to price it? This is interesting. After realizing you'd actually met your hopes for excellent gameplay. Uh, Guys, I want to say that when you revealed the price recently, I think there was this minor backlash where people were like, what are they doing? $40 seems like an insane amount of money to, to, to charge for this, but like no one had played it. Uh, so, so no one was really sure whether it was an appropriate price or not. Uh, so did you, did you wait to price it after realizing you'd actually met your hopes for the excellent gameplay is the question. Yeah. Good question. Um, I think we've always known it's not until we got play tested through. You guys will know from playing, it's very hard to, gauge how long the game is because it depends on quite a few factors in terms of how long puzzles will take and how long you'll spend exploring those kind of things so but we we well after playtesting uh with various people we started to see that it's probably around the eight hour mark for the average player um and so yeah with the uh, feedback from testers we started to realize okay well they're really enjoying this they're really impressed with the worlds they're really engrossed in the story um we feel that that is the you know it's it's reaching it's getting to that point where we think we're delivering on the vision that we set out to build yeah i think i'm i might be past the eight hour mark and i haven't beaten yeah. it yet Way um, past. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's called wanderer for a reason right <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's the same thing with all puzzle games though. i mean like if you look at those old like lucasfilm adventures that i grew up on like you can blast yeah. through one of those in like, like an hour or two but i remember spending months <laughs> trying to beat those games and so it's the same thing once you know the puzzle solutions it's easy but uh but yeah figuring out the puzzle solutions is definitely going to be uh I, th- I think some i think some of these puzzles are are, are pretty daunting um piatrack f with the nine plantains uh, says Ben is PSVR two dev kit simple to develop on. You can't answer that question, but thank you so much, Piatrack. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in North Dwarf, uh, you guys, you guys obviously know the answer to this question because we've already told everybody. But North Dwarf wasn't paying attention. Uh, do you have a physical version coming? Yes, you do. Of course, you do. Yeah, it's only available in Europe. Uh, well, in the SIEE domain, I guess, which is. Um, mostly Europe, I think. I'm not actually sure where here in New Zealand, but um, which is actually falls under the SIEE domain. Um, but I have not seen it. I haven't seen a local, local uh, distributor. Yeah. So I'd say yeah. just Northern But Europe. if you have questions for that, um, I mean, you can reach out on our Discord or 
reach out to Perp Games, who are publishing it, the physical version. So, um, yeah, they'll know. Yeah, Perp would be the best one yeah. to talk yeah. about the yeah, physical. But we're not might... clued up distribution stuff, so. In my experience, if you email Perp, even if you're not in the European, one of the European countries, uh, they they will, they will they they'll send you a uh, yeah. an invoice sure. and, and, and make it happen for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so uh, let's uh, let's move along a little bit. Thank you, thank you for all the great questions in the chat, guys. Make keep them coming. We'll make sure we keep an eye uh, on this mm-hmm. on on your questions and uh, and deliver them the best we can. Um, so, so, go ahead, AJ. Please. When when you guys first came up with the idea of the game, um, you know, there's a lot of things that it kind of revolves around. If there was one thing, um, and you can do more than one if you want, but if there was one thing that you said you wanted to achieve when making this game with the original vision of the game, what do you? What was like the most important thing that you guys said to yourselves? We have to nail this. Did we lose? Oh, I think we lost audio on you guys. I think we lost your audio. Who muted the mic? <laughs> <laughs> it's no that worries. Guy back there. Um, lots. It's that guy. Of... He's got the solution. Look, he's coming for it. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Give us just one second, cats. Great yeah, questions so far, guys. Keep them coming. Yeah, a lot of, appreciate a lot of all you being here. Comments in the chat. Jazzy J, yeah. the Tarot Mage Gamecast says, Day of the Tentacle is my childhood. Hell yeah, man. I grew up in Maniac Mansion. Day of the Tentacle was like this this weird gift from the heavens. Like, how do we, how do we get a sequel to this game? That was great. Are we back on? Can you hear us? Yeah, there we go. Loud and clear. Fantastic. Sorry about that interruption. Yeah, sorry. No problem. Yeah. Um, right, question. Oh, so if there's one thing... Yeah, so for 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 me was always um, I really like the concept of of being able to travel to a moment or an event in history and feel the contrast between being in a, an environment that might feel more familiar to one that feels very unfamiliar, um, and then being thrust into a story in that environment or with those characters or whoever and kind of be swept away and then being able to leave it at any minute and kind of pull yourself out and then go, okay, well, you know, should I go somewhere else or should I, you know, those kind of things. So that for me was, I guess, the the thing that I was, that excited me the most um, and made me go, man, if we could pull that off in a way that, you felt like you could control all of that. Um, that, yeah, that for me was the most important thing. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's, you know, very, very similar, but, um, to elaborate on that, I think, um, taking that feel of the old school adventure games that, you know, at least my generation used to play, um, and try and make that into sort of, uh, something new, um, for VR, I think that, that was a goal. Um, and then second second to that, I think just if anyone plays this coming out with an understanding of, oh, I'll be quite interested to learn a little bit more about this certain place in history, I think that would be, you know, a really big goal for me as well, just personally. 
Places like Woodrock, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donatello, the scientist game cat, comes through with a ten dollar tip and says, "Congratulations to the Wanderer team. Really looking forward to playing it. Uh, how did you choose the different times and places that you travel to in Wanderer?" Yeah. Um, we had a big list, yeah, uh, a massive <laughs> list of, of interesting places in history that we thought that we could uh, visit. And uh, I think we had we had a Google, we had Google Docs framework, running, yeah. and we probably had like thirty to maybe, yeah, maybe more, more like different events or eras or interesting people or yeah, history is interesting. <laughs> There's a lot of really interesting places and things and so. You know, it's, it's great to be able to kind of take your pick, really. Um, but, yeah, as Ben said, there's a lot left on the cutting floor. Um, a lot of stuff that we'd love to do at maybe some point. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so when we actually got down to the nitty-gritty, there was a few – there was, like, it was a balancing act, really. So we had to balance um, interesting aesthetic environments. Yeah. So we didn't want all the environments to be the same, so we wanted to make sure that the environments – felt different were in so yeah visually could there be a really nice different aesthetic to each one and a tone um then we also wanted to make sure that the time errors uh there was enough gap between them all so there was a bit of contrast there as well they're not just all in you know 1980 1950 or whatever there's some in the early 90 uh 19 sorry 20th century uh some of the late 20th century then you go back even further um we also wanted to balance characters, I guess, as well. Yeah, so, interesting characters and, yeah. and, and, and stories um, that would thread um, our story together. So yeah. that was important. Yeah. Um, and then I guess also the balance there was like making sure we could um, – there was a vision for that era so that there was a storyline and a set of objectives that we could – and a story we could tell that aligned with those objectives for the player. Um, and, yeah, so that, you know, trying to make those work for each era as well. Like, we were looking at um, one that we left on the cutting room floor. We were looking at going to some of the ancient Rome um, and doing some, like, chariot racing. And then we are coming up with this concept, well, maybe we could do, like, a pimp my chariot thing as well, um, where you could, like, collect crap from around different eras and bring it back and pimp your chariot out and then race it. But anyway, that one got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, we actually um, did a very early prototype of the racing and we were like, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it was too ambitious for us to yeah. achieve that really well. It would have had to be a highly, highly yeah, polished. Like on, on rails or... The, the tricky thing is we're making... Uh, well, well, we would have given some agency over yeah. steering and stuff, but I think the tricky thing is when you make a lot of interactable stuff or moments in a game like this, some of which could be games on their own, you have to make sure that you can get them to the level they need to be at, and doing chariot racing could be a, a full, fully-fledged game on its own, so like the resources and, and you know, I needed to, to probably make to build that out in the right way 
yeah, probably would have. Hence why it's on the yeah. cutting room floor. It's maybe something we'd visit later. There's, there's the other thing as well is that you know not every player is maybe uh, is it doesn't doesn't have an iron stomach like a, a lot of VR players. So we wanted to kind of at least balance some of that with the fact that you don't have serious locomotion everywhere. Um, yeah, so if you want locomotion in our game, you can totally use it from start to finish. Um, but there's also options not to. So. With smooth turning. Important. I know that was a concern that uh, somebody yeah. around there was working around the clock to get smooth turning in there ready for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, so, we, yeah, that's in there. Uh, we, you know, we, we love games to be as intense as possible. And so, uh, so yeah, we, we want to do everything in <laughs> VR. We want to turn. We want to we wanna run. We want to do all that. Yeah. Um, a uh, couple, couple more questions from the chat here. Uh, starting with Gatorade 23, the H2O Despising Game Cat. Rare $10 tip says, congrats on the release of Wanderer. Very excited to experience the multiverse. Mark Pringlesley <laughs> with the two quid says, do you have any plans for future DLC? You guys mentioned some stuff that got left on the cutting room floor. Would that actually work as DLC in any way? Or do you think that would be more like in lines for a sequel? Can't say too much on this. You finish the game... Oh, yeah. Basically, we haven't planned, we haven't planned any DLC just yet. We're just focused on getting the game out, um, supporting the community for the, you know, for the next few weeks and making sure everyone's happy and enjoying the game. Um, but in saying that, I guess when we wrote the stories, we we wrote them in a way that there's yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't yeah, say too much. So I guess there's know. there's room for, for expansion. Right. There's yeah. room for expansion. Yeah, yeah. it's probably right. the best way yeah. to answer that. Yeah. So a lot of people don't really know how this game works yet. You know, like there's been there's been some advertisements, some trailers. You know, even some extended gameplay footage. There was like that day you guys put five minutes of gameplay out. And I was like, sweet! I can't wait to see this. So now I'll understand what Wanderer is. And somehow after all of that, I was still like. I have no idea what kind of game this is. Like it's it's super mysterious. Um, but everybody knows that there's puzzles in it and that there's time travel yeah. in it. How do these two yeah. things work together? It's a very good question. So, um, so the the time travel, um, which you can, it is it is in our gameplay um, footage. You grab these things called antiquity fragments, um, and I think there's. 11 of them or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yep. anyway, so you grab these antiquity fragments. You, uh, they, be, they become sucked into your watch and they'll time travel you to a new environment. And basically what you can do from there is push a button on the bottom of the watch and grab it back out and you're back in your kind of base uh, time, I guess. And that allows you to move in time. So that's the first part. And then the second part, I guess, is the puzzles often require you to think laterally about the objects you have at your disposal, not just in a single time era, but in all accessible time eras, and then also hinge on cause and effect. So finishing one part of an era might actually change how this era operates or whatever. So um, again, it's kind of like a, it's a very, how do you explain it, like, it's about, it's kind of, we were talking the other day, it's, it, it's kind of got a Bill and Ted kind of <laughs> thing to it, where yeah. you can take any object from anywhere to use somewhere else, 
if that thing can be used on that thing. So um, you can take a, a Nerf gun and, and, and you know use it in, in another level somewhere if you want. Yeah. Um, or powerful you know, just, or just odd and wacky utensils in one place. Um, yeah. You know versus another place. So I think that's that's where the 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 thinking, the lateral thinking in these puzzles comes into play as like, what do I have in my disposal? What could work on this puzzle? And then let's go and try that out and, and see how it goes. And I guess it's supposed to be kind of, it's fun to, to do and to kind of, it's funny to kind of play out some of those scenarios as well. Did, did that become an issue at any point? Like we, you've got all these different items that can be used in all these different in, in environments and time area, time zones. Are Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you did you just run into like a, a thousand issues? People like I'm sure your yeah. playtesters were I, trying to do things you I mean, never even the, thought of, right? I guess technical challenge of the and design challenge of the project. So <laughs> we have to do a very complicated uh, series of of technical stuff to actually move you from one level to another very fast, um, and obviously that's limited by the hardware. So PS4 is slower than PS5, and then high NPCs will be faster than that again. So, but that's one part of the problem. The other part of the problem is that you're you're persistent, and so are all the objects. So, if you leave something in a, in a timeline, it'll stay there. You can leave and come back, and it should be there. And you've probably experienced uh, that as well. Like, <laughs> it's not like it's not like your normal VR game where you can just pick up objects and throw them around, and it's it's all fine and dandy. With this one, you kind of need to look after your objects. Like, you put them in a place. Remember where you put it, because you might need that sometime in the future. So that's part of the design challenge, I guess. Like, it is inevitable that some players might lose their objects, and and so that's kind of tricky. Uh, We have a chapter save system, so... That resets uh, It resets objects to, like, defined spots, even even objects... uh, in sort of your home environment to define spots. So at least if you do lose an object, you can kind of go back to a chapter and just kind of replay from that. Yeah, from that. And point. you'll have your previous, um, you'll have your currency and crafting, yeah, progress saved yeah. on that chapter. Yeah. Any, anybody watching at home who's who's trying to read into anything that anybody's saying, <laughs> this right here, if you take one thing away from this conversation we're having with Ben and Huge, take this away. Remember where your shit is, okay? Because there's hundreds of things to lose track of. Hundreds. There's quite a lot. Right? There's, there's, there's quite yeah. a lot. There's no inventory closet where you're just like, I'm going to put this here and this here and this here. And then there's a list where you get it out. It's not a Resident Evil item chest. It's just shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. It's insane. And so I, I don't even know how you guys managed to, to, to make all of that work the way that it did that work for stuff to... Difficult show up where i left it but holy crap there's stuff everywhere yeah yeah and we still actually are ironing out like it's such a complicated system there's still some edge cases that we're still rapid patching to hopefully iron out all the kinks we can in that system like there there's some levels that have got one-way flows so you can imagine the problem that that there, there was, there was a lot of discussion. So like, yeah. okay, I go down this elevator. I can't go back up the elevator. I've got a whole shitload of objects I've left up there. How the hell do we handle that scenario? Um, you know, yes. Yeah, so there are a few edge cases like that. that there, there are a lot of discussions in, in the studio. Okay, like 
for hours. Okay, what happens if you leave an object here and then you continue to here and you can't get that one again? And what if they throw it off there and they can't grab that? Where does it respawn to? Do we go back to its original spot? You know, yeah. there's all sorts of crazy discussion yeah. about yeah. where objects go. Yeah, the yeah. one time I used the chapter reset, like just to go back and, uh, uh, and, and start the chapter over, uh, the... It, it wasn't my save. It was the chapter save, right? It was the cha- it was a, just starting from a chapter. And I, I walked into the apartment and like stuff was organized and like there was stuff on bookshelves and like placed in different. And I was like, oh, is this the proper way to store my shit rather than just leaving it all over the floor? This is- <laughs> I think I, I think the way you store your items in Wanderer will be very telling about your actual personality. Yeah, yeah. very true. So like when we've watched playtesters play, like. Some people look very like they shut doors behind them, they'll put stuff on the table, organize stuff, and then some people are like a tornado. Oh, like probably everywhere. And so then like yeah, I guess that's the that's the thing. It's like when we play, we're a bit more in tornado mode. Yeah. When we're testing and stuff. So like when we have internal custom saves that we use in the studio. They're often in like tornado mode, so like <laughs> shit will just be all over the floor and stuff. And I'm, like, I'm often asking the team, like, where did you put such and such in the safe? Because I just cannot find it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we're being very, very meticulous with our chat when we make our chat saves for the public. Um, that everything is in familiar places, is in very, very ordered kind of scenarios, so that if you think, oh, where should that be? Hopefully, that's where you're thinking. Yeah, th- this system of like not having an item box and just being able to leave it wherever is, I mean, I think it was really, uh, it was daring. It was an extremely daring thing for you guys to do. Um, yeah. and, and ultimately, I think it paid off. It feels like something I've never played before. So, yeah. well done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have your inventory, but we purposely limited that inventory. Um, so we basically throttled it um, to, to a certain extent so that you can only carry so many items on you at a time. Right. Um, meaning that you can't just have every item on in the game with you at all times. Um, you have yeah. to think, you know. About, I think it's part of the part of the game is balancing. Okay, well, what do I need to take with me here, and right. you know, trying those those things out. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna head back to the chat here a little bit and uh, and see what everyone's up to saying. Uh, but I got Cat- one from. Uh, oh. Do you, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I got uh, Josh seventy six asked. Uh, Wanted to know if there are any collectibles and if there is a platinum trophy in the game. Yep. Yeah. So, um, oh, you can talk about trophies. Uh, yes, there are trophies in the game, um, and uh, some of them not too bad. But there is uh, our, our platinum, which is a fairly fairly difficult. Um, well, I think the platinum is just complete all trophies, and yeah. that's hinged on the most difficult trophy, which is. Finish the game in twenty time jumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, which wow. I've done twenty in an hour. I don't. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. I mean, like minutes. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, so you're. We were talking about this the other day. I guess like you basically need to write yourself like a plan of how you would do that. Right. Um, so that's a good one. And then so what's the oh craftables? No uh, collectibles. 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 Yeah. 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 Do you want to talk about that? Um. Yeah, sure. I mean, there are definitely lots of collectibles in there. Um, we actually have the ability to um, give your watch a, a new face. So the collectibles will be part of that. Um, and you'll see when you play, you'll, you'll see the items that you need for that. And, and as, part as, you, as part of the exploration, you can, you can find those and collect them. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks. 
Brian, go with yours now. Good question, Josh. Thank you, AJ. We've got Bogey Cat Productions. Uh, question for Ben and Huge. I'm from Wales. When are you going to let us beat you at rugby? It's been far too long. P.S. I've pre-ordered Wanderer. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Uh, we've also got Bell Ramio, the Game Cat, with the five euros. Says, "Are there dinosaurs? Everyone will be sad without dinosaurs, at, or at me at least." <laughs> it's funny. One of our um, members of the art team, um, Hugo, very, very into dinosaurs and skeletons. And skeletons, yeah. So he managed to get skeletons in the game and bones you can pick up and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but dinosaurs that did not make it in. Um, yeah. And, no. Sorry, guys. No dinosaurs. No dinos. You should, you should have just told them to buy it and find out. You don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> right? Dis- disappointment comes later, <laughs> not now. <laughs> uh, ben Dawson with the five quid says, Hi, guys. This game looks great. The multiple scenarios reminds me of what remains of Edith Finch. Was this an inspiration? Yeah, you guys mentioned uh, yeah. you know, Tomorrowland, uh, but you never said anything yeah. about, like, uh, about what games influenced you or uh, how much you loved Quantum Leap as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, Edith French was definitely an inspiration, the concept of, like, a room embodying a story and a and an objective and a concept and a tone even in, like, each room in Edith Finch is a very different tone and, and that kind of thing. Definitely a massive influence. Um, so that definitely, like, I, I would say, bled through into into our eras and, and the yeah kind of the, the, the storytelling in Edith Finch is amazing as well so yeah, yeah quite a lot of inspiration from that um, yeah Quantum Leap as well yep um, it gets referenced quite a bit and it kind of it does have uh, a very similar sort of feel to it I guess you know you can jump into people's bodies and become them because your hands will change you, you'll you'll be somebody else um so yeah, that that was a huge influence. Um, other other games, other VR games. Um, um, when we we were developing our physicalized hands uh, very very early on. This is before Boneworks had released. This is before Afterlife Alex and um, uh, Saints and Sinners. Um, and so we we were going through that, and then I think was it Boneworks? We we were we were debating whether we should do it. That was yeah, we were debating we were like. It. We believed that that was kind of where VR was headed with physicalized presence in the world, but we were kind of like, it's going to be difficult to do. Um, and then we Boneworks came out, and we were like, okay, yeah, well, this, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Half Life Alex, obviously, and and then um, Saints and Sinners and stuff. So we kind of thought that that really should be the the blueprint, essentially, for interaction. I think um, if you want to. Again, if we go back to that $40 price mark or whatever, I think that that players should expect that from high-end VR games. I think that Absolutely. is yeah. an expectation to, to have physicalized presence in the world. Your hands shouldn't clip through objects. They shouldn't disappear when you grab stuff. Your hands should be a pivotal part. They are what connect you to that digital presence. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a um, system that we've developed, we've, we've gone through various iterations of it um, to get to kind of where it is now. Um, and it's probably something that we'll take with us when we, you know, create the next title, whatever that may be, and um, and we'll just iterate on it. I think that's the thing is that, you know, everything, that every system that we've created for Wanderer, we're just going to iterate on those, make them better, make them more yeah. efficient for the next one. 
ET.2K9.now, not really a question, but a nice comment. It says, message received, I'll become a hoarder in a big abandoned house in the game. Which is, he's <laughs> essentially explaining what I've been doing for the last couple of days. It's what you guys said right there, um, you know, saying that you've been observing what other games are doing, especially some of the well-renowned ones like uh, Saints and Sinners, Boneworks, Half-Life Alex. I think you put a lot of people's minds at ease there when you say that because um, we, we ask all the time, you know, do other developers research like other games when making their own? Because, you know, sometimes they're afraid of having outside influence. So, um, you know, you saying that, you have those really uh, awesome games in mind when making this, and uh, and you definitely see some of that uh, come through in the development of it. So, it, it'll a lot of people will be happy to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah. I think because VR is such a, it's still the wild west. Like, and yeah. I think I think it would be naive for anyone to ignore. Will not take from the. I mean, these games that we mentioned, the amount of resources and pain they would have had to go through to to understand that that seems like the best solution or the the best way to feel immersed yeah and we, we know we're so naive to ignore those yeah. learnings so i think yeah. the amount you can learn from playing a lot of vr titles is it's also yeah. confirmation like when we were designing and developing this these systems we we kind of thought that they worked but we weren't 100 percent sure and then you know they would confirm that that is indeed a, a good way to do this so it was just really good validation yeah. as to what we were working on. Yeah. Guys, <clears throat> uh, we, we've definitely heard from other developers in the past who uh, weren't thrilled about you know, the, the PlayStation uh, Move controllers. Uh, did you find any technical limitations while, while working with those, or did you find that they kind of did the job? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like the, the Move controllers, if like, we're, we're honest, I mean... It, in the PSVR headset as a whole, I mean, like it's is it like what, six years old now? I think seven years. Seven, I think. Yeah. So like, so. I guess like the fact that it can we were able to deliver this game on that title, I think for us is an achievement. I think we're pretty stoked with. I like, mean, still jumping into the headset and picking those controllers up, I still am totally amazed that they can keep up even now. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. you know what yeah. we're throwing at them, and we're yeah. not taking. You know, we're not taking any shortcuts with these controllers. We're yeah. throwing everything we can at. Yeah, and, and there's obviously limitations. Like there are parts of the game that, um, if you haven't set up your move controllers very well, you'll hit limitations. Like if you don't have good uh, vertical kind of tracking, you're going to hit points where you'll lose tracking, and you it might be difficult to do a certain action or something. So there's there's those obvious things. There's also the obvious one where you have to face forward. Um, which, yeah, which that's probably the, the biggest limitation, yeah. I think, that we find with the newer headsets and the, the current uh, PlayStation VR is that it's a forward-facing device, so you really have to stand uh, in one direction or sit in one direction and and make sure that you maintain that throughout a lot of the experience. Um, and I often find myself sometimes when I'm standing, turning and realizing, oh, lost tracking, so I better wipe myself. But it's, yeah. you know, when you know how to do it, it's, it's not a major. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, um, there was, uh, they're not as good as some of the newer ones, but they still, they still hold up. Yeah. 
And we, it's been our priority to ensure that we've delivered the best possible experience on, on that PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Your goal with making the game was not only to be a – it's not just a puzzle game, right? It's, a, it's an adventure, and you guys add in a lot of stuff in the game to interact with. So um, for everyone out there, yeah, make sure if you're – if you're standing, you probably want the camera up top, and if you're sitting, have the camera under your TV, and uh, you will benefit greatly from it because there's, like I said, a lot of stuff to interact with here. Yeah. But you also you also guys uh, put some great workarounds in the games too. Like like for for me, I, I've, I think I've got the world's greatest setup because anytime someone complains about tracking in a specific game or having to reach <laughs> too high or anything like that, like I never have that issue. But um, I didn't find myself having to do crazy, ge- crazy gestures in Wanderer because you guys have a pretty good system in place to sort of keep the the actions limited, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you can play it on sitting on a couch, so I think that was also very important for. Well, at least on on PlayStation, you can uh, have a seated experience. Yeah. We, we will bring that seated experience to uh, the uh, PC, uh, but but for now, it's it's uh, just taking a back seat. Um, yeah, oh, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I was going to say there there is a uh, sitting and standing option in in the game currently, and right now I actually have a broken toe, uh, <laughs> so it's been very nice. So thank you for for adding yeah. that uh, because I've been playing sitting down, and uh, it's you know been going well. Yeah, I mean it's a long game. You can't yeah. stand up for that long, and you know so. <laughs> So some of the playstations, it's just nicer to sit down. And as, as you're saying, um, you, we've got a system which you can just kind of point your hand towards an object and then force grab it towards you. Um, it just makes life a hell of a lot easier in yeah, VR. Right. And then like all our fixed grab walls, so like door handles and stuff, you don't have to be like physically, like you can reach out and your hands, yeah, it gives you a bit more flexibility in terms of your player position and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find it really nice to be able to just kind of sort of reach out toward a drawer and, uh, you know, like without having yeah. to like literally crouch on the floor and, and grab. Uh, is there any chance, uh, any chance of a crouch button getting added to this thing, though, just in case I do want to get down the floor and open uh, that drawer myself? I'm not sure. You'd think something like a crouch would be simple to do, but it there's so much crazy under the hood stuff happening. It'd probably be real cool. <laughs> So yeah, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't want to promise anything yeah. without talking to the devs first. But um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'd we'd def- definitely take feedback if that yeah. was a if that was a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. Uh, we got Piatrek F in the chat with the eight eight ninety nine plant. Dan says, "Will we see Wanderer remaster PSVR two this year?" Uh, I know you guys probably can't answer that, uh, but but I mean, you, you you've already mentioned that you're super interested in PSVR two and and impressed with what it's doing, so. Uh, can we just can we just say fingers crossed? We can say fingers crossed, and we think uh, Wanderer would be a very very good fit for PS5 and PSVR too. Yep. And we got Matster Games Catster with the ten dollars tip says love puzzle gaming an avid player. Just want to say pre thanks for the entertainment and uh, as excited as, excited now as I was as a kid when I got the original Pong lifelong gamer. It's a good one. <laughs> All right, I think that takes care of a lot of the questions. Uh, <laughs> lots of love for AJ's broken <laughs> toe in the chat. Apparently, they're playing a drinking game every time I mention it. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, guys. Obviously, uh, you know, again, we're trying to we're trying to 
stay away from that review embargo that doesn't lift till tomorrow, so we don't want to say much more. Um, do you guys have any closing words? Uh, anything you want to say to uh, to convince everybody who's not sold yet to pick up your game tomorrow? Yeah, I guess if you want to try out what it feels like to, to time uh oh! Hey, wait, wait, wait! We, we lost, lost your audio lost, again. Yeah. Can't hear you. <laughs> Do what you did last time. <laughs> but I like what that was going though. Hello, hello. There we go. There gotcha. We go. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. If you were, sorry. If you want to try uh, what it feels like to time travel in VR, um, experience what is what we think is one of the best-looking PSVR titles uh, to date, visually. Um, and and really get swept up in a in a crazy adventure through time and and space. Um, yeah, grab Wanderer. It's available in less than twenty four hours now. Yeah. Yep. So I think so. On the yep. store. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of the day, almost. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, guys. Uh, thank you very much for being here and hanging out with us. Uh, we really really appreciate it. Uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, the review will be out tomorrow. Uh, AJ and I are going to have a whole lot to say about this, a whole lot more to say about this. Um, but, but for now, guys, uh, thank you so much. I know, I know that you probably got a whole lot of work to do leading up to the last few hours before launch, uh, so we won't keep you any longer. Uh, thank you to all yeah. the cats that hung out here with us. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Ben and Huge. And, of course, the entire Wanderer team. Send, send Sam our loves. It, Oh. Hey. <laughs> congrats guys congrats. that's that's we're that's excited. the whole we're team very, excited. <laughs> very very everyone's excited for tomorrow man everyone's excited for yeah, tomorrow man, we're excited too yeah yeah we hope you guys will love it all right, you guys. Uh, remember, guys, don't forget to join us over on Discord. Click the link in the description below. Uh, we definitely, some of the Wanderer devs have been hanging out there. Uh, and so there is a Wanderer channel. Make sure that you ask any more questions that didn't get answered on today's show over there on Discord. Uh, and of course, make sure you uh, subscribe to AJ over at PSVR Underground. Follow the Wanderer team on Discord. And I believe you guys have a YouTube channel, right? Is there any, any other socials we should be promoting? Twitter? On there, trailers, content, that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So follow them too, and uh, and we'll be talking much more about Wander as the week progresses. Uh, that's it, guys. I think it's time to cue the cat. Go. Yeah. Hey, AJ, you gonna say goodbye to everybody, or are we just gonna kill the sound? <laughs> I don't. I didn't know if you wanted me to do the same thing. No. Okay. Well, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go right to the outro. Here it is. There's the outro. <laughs> on the spot I was I, I got a little shy there <laughs>